Welcome to this message from City Bible Church in Portland, Oregon. City Bible Church is a vibrant community of people with one common desire to experience God, enjoy people, and celebrate life. We're talking about the word strong for the next eight weeks. This is our theme and our series as we move into the year 2009. As we move into the year 2009, I believe that God wants to bring strength to the spirit, heart, mind, soul, body, family, home, marriage, children, business, finance, every area of our life. I'm believing God for a supernatural invasion of his grace and virtue to strengthen every individual. If you were drained in 2008, you will be filled in 2009. If you were smacked around in 2008, you're going to be built up in 2009. This is our time to receive the strength of God. God has not gotten any weaker. God is not worried. God is not under pressure. The throne of God has not moved. Our God is a strong God. And in his strength, he can deliver that right into our spirit, into our life. And we can have the strongest year we have ever had. I believe that this will be the greatest and strongest year, most prosperous year, fruitful year, best evangelistic year, best missions year, best church planting year, the best business year, the best family year, the best healing year, the best giving year, the best vision year. Come on, I'm talking about being strong in God. I'm not going backwards, I'm going forward. And God wants to take us into a strength and a stronger strength than you've ever had in your life. To introduce that, we're moving right into a prayer and fast in time for 40 days. Our church always starts the year not just out of only a tradition. This is a conviction. We believe the way to start the year is in front of God. We believe to lay our life down and dedicate ourselves to God is the way to start every year. Can I hear a huge amen? I want you to understand how to be a strong person. If you are experiencing weakness in any level, any area, any pocket of your life, we're going to shake it off and we're going to impart some supernatural strength into your being during the next few weeks. We believe even if you are weak in prayer, we will pray for you and you will become stronger in prayer. If you're weak in an area of moral compass or weak in an area of spiritual direction, we will pray and we will fast for you and God will break through for you. Even if you can't carry your baggage right now, if you're not strong enough to carry your load, if the burden is too heavy on your life right now, I want to commit to you right now that our church will be strong enough to pick up your burden and to pray for you and to see God strengthen you that you might be able to carry the load and end up victorious in 2009. Can I hear an amen? amen. God is our strength. And that is what we're going to find in this fast. Let me give you a profile of a strong person. What do I mean by a strong person? I hope you write this down because this would make for a great way to pray about the strength of God coming into your life. This would be a great prayer for you to start every day with. I'm going to give you a prayer card before this service ends today about the 40-day of fasting and scriptures you can pray. I'm going to give you some things that would help you on the web. You can go to the web and download some of my outlines and, and, and talks and teachings and, and articles and whatever about prayer and fasting and breakthrough during these 40 days of prayer and fasting so that we can all just eat on the Word of God. 
I want to challenge you that during this time, beginning right now today, even though the 40 days of fasting will begin on January the 14th, which is Wednesday, and go through February the 22nd, which is a Sunday, we'll end with a super Sunday night. We'll have a super Sunday night prayer, worship, baptism, communion, a time anointing of oil and just sealing the strength of God into our life. I want to challenge you to really get a hold of your Bible and for the next 40 days that you would have heavy doses of the word of God into your spirit. Pick a book of the Bible, any book of the Bible. Pick the book of Psalms. It's always the easiest to read through and for devotion. Proverbs is also a wonderful book. If you want a New Testament book, try the book of Romans. Book of Romans is filled with just good doctrine and wholesome good teachings that will just lift you up and help you pray the prayers for cleansing and repentance and get a hold of God, understand what God wants to do in your life and pray those scriptures. Romans is a great book to pray. Actually, any book of the Bible, it's a great book to pray if you can get into it and pray the Holy Spirit to help you interpret it. Find the book that you want to pray through, but heavy doses of scripture. I want to challenge you to start every day with reading at least 10 scriptures. Every evening, I want you to close your day off with large portions of scripture, whether it's five, 10, a whole chapter, whether you write some out or you just read through a book of the Bible. I want you to start your day and end your day with the scriptures and the word of God. I want you to start your day with prayer every single day, starting tomorrow morning. Start your day with prayer, whether it's a short prayer, a prayer in your knees, a prayer in your car, a prayer on the bus, a prayer wherever you happen to be, a prayer that says, Lord, here I am. This is the year that you're going to strengthen me. This is the year you're going to move in my life. Lord, I'm submitting myself and I want to pray this prayer. I want to be a strong person and you can pray the prayer that I've given you right now on the screen. We're going to read in a moment. That would be a great prayer to start the day with. And then every evening, pray and seal the day with Lord. This was your day and tomorrow's going to be a better day. Now strengthen me. Help me be strong in every area of my life. Let us all start the year with a conviction that there really is a God in heaven. There really is a Holy Spirit. The Bible is really true. And that if we will seek the Lord, he will be found of us. And if we will call on the name of the Lord, he will answer us. And he will do great and mighty things in our mix because he's a great and mighty God. There is no limitations with the Lord. Nothing is impossible with God. Our God is a great God. Our life should have a greatness to it. And we are the salt and light of this day. We are people of hope. We have a message that will bring people to their knees. We have a message that will help people find life. Come on, people. These are good days to be alive. And we are alive right now with the hope of God. We're not going backwards. We're moving forward. This is a great year for us, a great year for you. This is a great year to shake off whatever is behind you and just move right into the future. Strong person looks like this. A person who is marked, now this is you, by, by great strength. Moral power. Maybe there's a few moral issues, character flaws, habits, draining you of the moral power. You should have immorality breeds bad decisions. A person who doesn't have moral cleanliness, moral purity in mind, in heart, in spirit, in actions, in habits, is a person who will definitely make bad decisions. That's what the book of Proverbs says. 
Judgment does not flow through impurity. Wisdom flows through purity. Judgment, good judgment, will not flow through uncleanness. A person who lives with a boggled mind, a fractured mind, a mind that is double-minded, a mind that has some good, some bad, some evil, some righteous, always mixed up, a little bit of a cloud over you, you can't seem to think right, there's a reason. The reason you don't think right is because sin causes a dark cloud to rest over your mind. The reason you don't decide right is because you're double-minded about integrity and, and the right way to do things. And if you do it wrong in the little things, you'll do it wrong in the big things. And then you get some shame and guilt and a little problem brewing over here. And before you know it, confusion sets in and you really can't do what is right. Moral purity is very important. And as we come to grips during this 40 days of fast, it would be a great time for you to lay your life open. And if you have some things that need to be cleaned out, now is the time for that to happen. Abundant resources. Superior in faith. Would anybody around you say that you have a superior spirit when it comes to faith? If they want someone to speak faith into their life, is it you? Are you superior, above average, not the norm, go beyond? You're the person that really knows how to pray, how to get a hold of things, how to break things through, how to persevere. You're superior in that area. You're not the norm. This is what we want in our lives. We want prayer and passion Forceful when moving forward against obstacles. How about tenacious, tough when fulfilling God's will? There are seven messages I want to address during this time. Fervent prayer, strong. Everyone shout the word strong. And fervent prayer, spiritual battle, spiritual disciplines, radical grace, marketplace mission, powerful resilience and purposeful living. Seven areas that I have prayed over very, very um, long and deep. These are not just seven subjects I picked out of the hat. These are seven areas of research I've already done to feel which way I should go. There could be 15 of these, but these are the seven I felt that we are to strengthen ourselves and receive the strength of God in prayer, battle, discipline, grace, marketplace, resilience, and purpose. Serious scripture. Second Chronicles 16 verse 9 is given to a king called Asa. Asa had a great history of 36 years of success and one huge failure. The only failure he really encountered was when he did not call on the name of the Lord. He gave up prayer. He gave up the dedication of putting God first. He resented the prophet rebuking him. He would not go to his knees. He would not rebuild the altar. He would not do exactly what God had done and told him to do for 36 years he had done and God had responded. He would not do the same thing again. The principle that had proven itself to be the the principle that opens heavens over his life. He rejected it. And that day, his life turned toward the worst. We don't want that. This is where this scripture comes from. The Lord searches all the earth for people who have given themselves completely to him. He wants to make them strong. Jehovah had come to the king through a prophet and said, Asa, If you will seek the Lord, 
you'll find him. And when you find him, he'll do for you all the things you're asking. Asa said, so we will. This man got so radical about prayer, he passed an edict in his particular kingdom at that time of rule, where if you didn't fast and pray, he would kill you. Not just put you in prison, he would kill you. He was so radical about this principle that the whole nation came under the heavy hand of God in the right way, and heavens opened up. The enemies were defeated. Armies that were a hundred times bigger than them, a thousand times, were defeated. Miracles took place with their crops. Things began to happen in the kingdom that had never happened before. Resources began to flow in. They had everything they needed for 36 years. And then there was a day when Asa said, I can be strong myself. I won't seek the Lord. Strong scriptures. Psalms 18 verse 2. The Lord's my rock. My fortress. And my deliverer. My God. Everyone say out loud my strength. Come on out loud my strength. Isaac. Have you written my song yet? Yeah I put a. Demand on the gift and the anointing with the music department because Isaac was sitting there and he got the demand. He's a great songwriter. We have a bunch of them. I said, Isaac, Brian, Jeff, Sharon, Donna, I want a song on strong. I want to sing a prophetic song that lifts up the idea about God as my strength. He's my rock. He's my shield. I will not be moved. He's everything I need. When I seek him, I can find him. He will speak to my life. He is my God and he is my strength. Psalms 18.32, it is God who arms me. Notice that strength is a weapon. He arms me with strength. Psalm 27.14, Wait on the Lord. Be of good courage and he shall strengthen your heart. Wait, I say on the Lord. Wait's not passive. Wait is not going to sleep and saying, whatever God. Waiting on the Lord is clearing your schedule, having a focus and a target. It's actually waiting on the Lord like a servant with weight on a table. Like a man who's waiting for the message that when he gets the message, he can run with it. He's waiting on it. It's like a, a, a football player, a basketball player, waiting for the quarterback to call the play so they can get on with it. We must wait on the Lord. Waiting on the Lord means we do some things to prepare our spirit and our mind and our heart and our schedules, to clear out our spiritual ears and get rid of some of the clutter. Wait upon the Lord. Strong prayer. I'd like you to pray it out loud with me, everyone together. Are you ready? Let's pray together. Almighty God, who gives strength to the weak and upholds those who fall. Fill me with your strength and courage to go through deep waters, to overcome all obstacles, to resist the devil and to fulfill my destiny. Let your grace cover my life and your hand be strong upon us. These prayers will be online on the web so you can pull them off. Strong and fervent prayer. What is a strong, fervent prayer person? A person strong and fervent prayer is marked by a great, and this is what the Bible teaches. This is a Bible thought, a Bible word, a Bible doctrine. 
Strong prayer is a prayer of intensity. It's called hot, boil, strong, sincere, intense, passionate, like Elijah who prayed it wouldn't rain, then prayed again that it would. It says that he prayed with great sincerity and passion. Strong prayer is prayer with intensity. I know sometimes that I, like you, like anyone, can lose the edge of intensity. Edge of intensity is lost in sports, in business, in medicine, in education. Will you lose the edge to push to the limit and be intense about what you're doing? It's called doing business as usual. Called in the Bible, lukewarm. There's words that the business world uses for a person like this. The short-timer, the daydreamer, the lazy-minded, the person who won't do the full 40-hour intense work, just cuts it back to 20 hours and then fluffs off. They're not intense about it anymore. Or the business person who just loses the edge of the marketing because they're not intense about it. So it is in the kingdom of God. Prayer has an intensity. It should. But prayer with intensity cannot happen unless there's intensity in the spirit of the person who's praying. Have you been around someone when they prayed for you, it just sounded wimpy? Have you been around someone when they prayed, it just sounded weak? And they were kind of making up words as they were praying. And Lord, I just prayed. And that man, maybe if you, if you want to just bless this food, maybe I guess bless the food and, and, and our lives. If you want to, it doesn't matter. But I guess maybe we should. You just want to grab the person and say, shut up. What are you doing? I don't know. I'm just kind of praying a little bit. I'm just kind of praying, you know. That's not prayer. You can't pray with intensity if you don't have intensity in your spirit. And if there's intensity in your spirit, you will pray as if you believe what you're praying. And the person you're praying around or praying for, they will begin to gain strength and faith because you pray with such intensity and with such force and with such flow and Holy Spirit impartation, by the time you finish with the prayer, they are believing that you actually prayed something into their life. Because you have intensity. I want you to pray with intensity. Right now, I'd like you to say amen with intensity. That was not intense. Come on, amen. Amen. Peter, would that be intense? It's it's not there, is it? Not there. Some of you yell more at your kids than you do. Some of you have a voice when it comes to the people you're following in your car. What are you doing? But when you come to church, prayer, and worship, that religious thing 
can get a hold of your spirit and your tongue and your mind and you become kind of just a, a, a wimpy, lukewarm kind of a talker, conversationalist. Come on, I want you to rise up at least during these 40 days. I want you to change personality and change spirit and put on a cloak of the zeal of God and the fire of the Lord and let something boil over in your spirit and pray with intensity. Now say amen. amen. Little louder. Boil over, wholehearted, passionate, not shallow or lazy. Boiling over with a red hot intensity, not lukewarm. Let me give you some fervent prayer scriptures. Take them down, meditate this week. Romans twelve eleven. Do not be lagging in your spirit, one translation, but be red hot. In the inner man, boiling over, red hot, fervent, Romans twelve eleven, Isaiah 40, 31, wait on the Lord, why? Renew your strength, mount up like an eagle, let your weariness fall off. First Chronicles 16, the Lord is your strength, seek his face. Second Chronicles 20, Jehoshaphat, seek the Lord, he'll help us. Second Chronicles 15, again with Asa, seek the Lord, he will come to us and he will give us what we need. Second Chronicles 15, 12. Enter into a covenant. A covenant. See, God signed the dotted line. Some of you will not do this unless you do it with us. Some of you, your intensity needs to come up a little bit and your discipline and your focus. But when a grace of fasting and prayer comes over the whole congregation, everyone can get into the grace of prayer. And before you know it, your prayer life goes up because everyone else is praying also. And when it's fasting time, when you begin to fast, even if it's one meal a day or one day a week or Daniel fast or you get rid of some foods and only do juice and water, however you deal with the fast, it's in the bulletin. You can read my definitions of fast. It's on the web. You can go there and find some stuff about fasting if you've never fasted before. The point of fasting is not just to get rid of the food, but it's to fill yourself with God. Fasting is what? Prayer and fasting is defined as voluntary going without food in order to focus and rely on God for strength, provision, wisdom, taking our eyes off the things of the world, focusing our thoughts on God. Our life is consumed with food. Food is a big deal to all of us. We like eating out. We like eating whatever. Food consumes a lot of hours of our day, a days of our week. I want you to take that same focus, move it over to the food for your spiritual man. A time of dedication. When you have prayer and fasting together, here's a chemistry that I want you to get. I want you to hear these. When you pray and fast. Now, the Bible is filled with great prayers, great prayers. Great purposes of prayer. The Bible also adds another realm of prayer when it says, and pray with fasting. It's a special level. It's, a, it's another level. It's a different realm. It adds a chemistry to the kingdom of God and to the spiritual realm that prayer by itself does not add. That's why the Bible says do it together. Here's what happens when you do fasting and prayer together. One, creates a spiritual chemistry that releases 
supernatural, something supernatural begins to break loose in your life. Brings that fresh supernatural feel, a fresh sense of faith for the supernatural, an eye for the supernatural, open heavens for the supernatural. Number two, it creates a spiritual flow that breaks through hardness of heart. You don't even know how hard you are to begin to fast and pray. You don't know how many little layers you let happen. I don't think any of us would ever wake up and say, I want to be hard of heart and I want to have hardness of mind. I want to be hard toward God. No, it just kind of, we get calloused. We get a little insensitive and we let some layers get onto us. Our prayer is not quite as crisp and our worship is not quite as passionate and our evangelism maybe is not there. And well, a little hardness of heart. We just kind of get passive and I don't care. And I know I should care, but I just can't quite get the emotions up to it. Fasting peels off like an onion being peeled. The layers. Day one, there will be the first layer. Day two, by the time you get to day seven, if you do basic, what I'm saying, just the basics, read your Bible twice a day, pray morning and evening, dedicate at least one meal or one kind of a fast. If you dedicate yourself to a Daniel fast, which is no caffeine, no sugar, no meat, it's basically fruit, vegetables, water, juice, Your body will react because of the toxics that we all have from eating our toxic American food. And so because of that, you might get a headache the first day and say, fasting is for the birds. Why would anybody fast, especially if you're a caffeine person and all of a sudden you don't have caffeine, you can feel it. How many of you are caffeine people? Oh, we have unity there. (laughs) And so am I, whether decaf or regular, it still has caffeine. It still affects your system. And so there's a time where your body might react against no sugars or no caffeine or no red meat, and you have to kind of feel the headache or feel the hunger pains. When you start feeling the toxics surface in your heart and your mind and your physical body and you're thinking about it, I want you to think about it this way. As my physical body is ridding itself of toxics, Because I'm going on this fast. And fasting is healthy whether you're a Christian or not. All the medical magazines has a lot to say about a certain kind of fast, all kinds of fasts, and and more water and all that. I mean, it's nothing but health. And so as your body starts experiencing the cleansing and the washing and the toxins start leaving in, and your mind actually clears up, and you actually think faster, you think better, because the system doesn't have to work so hard to digest all the food. All that blood goes right to your brain. And before you know it, your brain starts getting faster, and you start getting more alert to things. And when you read, you can contain things better. And then you just start getting into the fast. By the time you get to the third day, if you do a couple days of cleansing, you won't have headaches anymore. And most most of the time, and your hunger pains will subside. And you'll find the fast kind of evens out a little bit. And you can actually do fruit and vegetable pretty easy and drink some juice or some other healthy drink or whatever. And try to get the juice don't have a ton of sugar in them. And so as you start moving ahead, your body adjusts. As your body is adjusting, so your spirit man is doing the same thing. All the toxics of fear and resentment and anger 
and lust and carnality and habits and things you've been feeding just kind of here and there that have found a place in your spiritual man that shouldn't be there. As you fast, those toxics also will come up. And through the power of prayer, you release them and you cleanse them. And before you know it, you start feeling strong. Come on, everyone say strong. No, no, you got to do your arms right. Come on, are you ready? Everyone's going to be strong. Your spirit man starts lifting weights. Scripture. There is therefore now no condemnation to them which are in Christ Jesus. Walk not after the flesh, but after the spirit. For through the blood of Jesus, I have been cleansed. Therefore, I right now in the spirit and in the spirit, I have more life in flesh. There is death, but in the spirit, there is life. Romans chapter eight, verse one through three. And as you start quoting scripture, your spirit man starts lifting weights. Then you start, excuse me if, if you don't do this, but you start speaking in tongues when I fast and pray. I speak in tongues. You start speaking in tongues. If I do it out loud, some people get offended. And so you start speaking in tongues. Then you start lifting some more weights. Then you start getting a little louder. Ho! Mark Jones spirit comes on you. And you actually start praying with intensity. And your spirit man says, I like it. This is what I'm talking about. That's the first prophecy you will receive. Your spirit man will say, this is what I'm talking about. Purity, openness, muscle. Are you there? Chemistry. Three, releases new level of spiritual dedication. Helps express and deepen and confirm the resolution that we really are able to sacrifice to God, give our life to God, even going without food as part of it. It helps us. Number four, it breaks bondage of sinful habits and even defeats demonic powers, giving the believer strength to stand against sin. Sometimes a demonic power, not that you're demon-possessed, but a demonic influence attaches itself to a habit, to a flaw, to a carnality of your life and has a powerful influence to bring more bondage to that habit that you're using that really you shouldn't have, even though you're not demonically possessed, you're demonically influenced, and that harassment can come upon you and can cause you some great spiritual problems. Five, Holy Spirit solutions to complex problems. Write them out. This is what I said in the other services. Take your most complex problem. What is it? What is your most complex problem? You have it in your mind? How many of you have at least one complex problem? How many of you are trying to help someone that has complex problems? All right. Whatever your complex problem is, write it out before the Lord and lay it on the floor when you pray. And back away from it about 12 inches. And just say, Lord, there's my complex problem. Here is what is bothering me more than anything else. Lord, this is the thing. I know you know it already, but I wanted to write it out and I want you to read it. Matter of fact, I want all the angels to say together, read it out loud right now and just lead them in it. Make God look at the page, so to speak, with you so that you take that and give it to the Lord and say, Lord, any complexity that I'm going through, you are able to make it into simplicity. And I'm fasting and praying and saying, Lord, in the name of Jesus, let complexity become simplicity. Number six, invite the Holy Spirit to lift your load. Number seven, 
invite the Holy Spirit to conquer some mental and emotional things going on in people. In you, possibly. Anything double-minded, weakness of mind, emotions that are out of whack, fast and pray, name them before the Lord. Purpose. Becoming strong and fervent prayers, what? It necessitates a life dedicated to passion. This is what we're doing together. It's one congregation. 217, Mill Plain, Pearl, Spanish, Laotian, Burmese, Russian. All ethnic services, all men, everybody. Jen Unleashed Ministries on Wednesday night. Everyone. The Bible College comes back on Friday. They will kick off their Friday chapel for the new winter semester. We have the best attendance, the best group of kids coming back that we've ever had. Someone shout hallelujah. And so the Bible college starts up on Friday. We have great flow in the college. They will hear these notes. They will be given these notes and they will enter right in to the prayer and fast. And everyone on the same level, dedicated to passion, wholehearted prayer. Now, I'm not going to preach these, but I just want you to write them down. It will take you about three minutes. Twelve biblical purposes of fasting. They're just like three words on each of them. So that you, when you pray, keep these in your spirit and your mind. Intercede for change. Repentance, which is cleansing, uprooting. Writing some things down that you know you want to get rid of. Divine guidance for decisions that are in front of you. Whatever they might be. Small are large. Divine help in crisis. Maybe you're in a crisis. Then focus on the divine help side. Fervent petition. Take your petitions, which simply are target prayers. Write them down. You should have 10 or 20 target prayers that you're praying God to move during this time. Spiritual authority. Align, stay under, and flow with all authority. Fresh anointing. New oil over your spirit. New power of baptism of the Holy Spirit. If you've never been baptized in the Holy Spirit, open yourself up and pray for that to happen. If you're not using your spiritual language, ask God to increase it and give you more flow and more fuel in the area of spiritual language. Ask for a fresh anointing for your workplace and your marketplace and your life. Ask God to give you some divine direction long-term. Not just decision, but long-term. Ask God for some new Holy Spirit power in your own personal life, for evangelism, for helping other people, for your own worship and prayer, new flow of the Holy Spirit. Ask God to answer your prayers. Do the specific one. Say, Lord, I really need an answer right here. Tell me yes, no, or wait, but give me something. Supernatural intervention. I'm going to give you a 40-day fast and a prayer card that's small because I want it to fit in your Bible and your purse, and whatever you carry your notes in around. If you want more than one, you want to put one up at your house, one up at your office, one in your car, uh, then there's, there's plenty of these cards. In the back, you can stop at the welcome centers and pick them up, info centers, and uh, have them wherever you want to go. When it comes time for prayer and fasting, I've given you 40 days of scriptures that goes with the subjects I'm preaching on. So you can actually move ahead a little bit, read through the scriptures, meditate, keep a journal, write down your own insights, write down your answers to prayer. If you have a small group, you should have 
your petition prayers shared with them so they can help agree with you. If you have some crisis prayer, get some prayer people to agree with you. If you have some breakthrough prayers, get some friends, two or three. Only take two or three for prayer of agreement for breakthrough so that you can pray together and begin to really go through your list and bombard it for 40 days. Bombard it. Go through with intensity every area where you need direction, you need help, you need God, need provision, need open heavens, need wisdom, need job increase, you need new business increase. God can do any of those things. God can help you with your school decisions, your college decisions. God can help you with the areas that you have feeling for. But you've got to lay it before the Lord. Forty days. Start Wednesday with us. Everyone do something. Everyone. Doesn't matter what age you are. If you have, if you have a, a medical situation, if you, physically you're under any kind of medication, you need to go and look it up yourself and read about it, get some doctor's advice, whatever, uh, because there could be some ways you can fast. I wouldn't want to say that anybody, anybody can fast however you want. If there's medication involved, you have to know what to do with that. So make sure you use wisdom. Most everybody can just move into... A Daniel fast. I would like to ask you to do this. Everybody should fast at least three days during the 40. Total fast. Water only. If you've never done that, good time to start. Maybe you can't do three days back to back. That's fine. But during the 40, do at least three days where you just do water only. No juice, no nothing. Just water only. If you can... Try to do something systematic like one meal a day or one day a week. Or a Daniel fast, which is pretty uh, simple to do without a lot of complexity diet stuff. It just, it's pretty simple, but it's, it's a great fast. The Daniel fast is a great fast. Choose one. And let's move into 2009 with an absolute spirit of God. We are here And we want you to help us. And we dedicate ourselves to you.